poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Chasing Poker Greatness with your host, Brad Wilson. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker podcast. And today we have an emergency podcast, which, you know, I was supposed to be working on my next CPG course, but I woke up and the world had started burning down. Uh, I have Jaywin. Jay, welcome to the show, sir. How you doing? Good, good, Brad. <laughs> Barely slept. Been up all night, uh, catching up on the stuff, watching the several live streams, and just eating it up. Just, just you know, e- yeah. eating it all up. You know, I, I had quit drinking for two days, but uh, I had to pop up a bottle of wine for this one. Yeah, um, I <laughs> was alerted last night when Coach Thomas in Greatness Village mentioned the hand, and then mentioned uh, the potential for cheating, um, and then. I went to sleep and woke up and things had taken a turn overnight. So I guess let's, you know, to, to get started with the show, I guess we first need to talk about what happened, what the allegations are, and then go through that. Yep. So, I mean, we have the hand in the background loaded up for uh, those of you guys who haven't seen the hand yet, but in short, um, the hand looks like a pretty standard hand. Um, Garrett opens with, you know, suited connector, Robbie calls, um, looking to make a move, which is very consistent to her style of play. Um, but it gets a little dicey where at one point Garrett jams all in with a very strong combo draw and with a hand that just looks completely dead, makes the call for, I think it was like a four or five X jam, something really, really huge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then the internet just breaks. And of course, the allegations that comes immediately after is that there must be cheating involved because how can anyone just sacrifice their entire stack for, for what is a high card? And it's not even an ace high card. Yeah, it's a jack high uh, all-in call in the turn that Robbie made. And so post this hand, you know, Garrett... Uh, just kind of broke. Um, oh. Just was in shock, and you could sit. You could see his brain like working to try to put the puzzle pieces together. Wow. After that hand was at showdown, he uh, started inquiring about you know why she made the call, trying to get more information. Um, and then her story was fairly inconsistent and seemed to kind of change as time went on. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, let's pull the hand up. I think that's probably the next step. And then okay. just go through the whole sequence of events and really speak about what we can observe. Um, and then at the end, I guess we can offer our own speculation, right? As to what we yeah. think about this specific situation. Um, so this is the hand in question. If you want to zoom right through it. You got it. Garrett's in the third blind. 
And for everyone's uh, unclear, it essentially just folds all the way to the blinds in which Garrett's in the third blind and uh, Robbie's in the fourth. Yep. Anything uh, about this Jack-4 off call that feels off to you, Jay? No, not at all. I mean, this is super consistent. I've been watching a few of these uh, streams, um, especially the highlight hands. I mean, in many of the highlight hands that you see from Robbie, she plays these these hands. Wacky and, hands. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Robbie, she appears to have played a lot of poker over the last decade, but she's not a pro by any means. Her success is in business. She's done um, other cool things. And she later admits, uh, and I guess this is going to go against her a little bit, but she does admit to staking and then by whom she was partially staked in this game was going to be a hot topic. Mm-hmm. But um, no, this is completely normal for her. And, yeah. and it's the hustle stream, right? I mean, it's not just Robbie. It's a lot of people playing these disconnected offsuit cards. Yeah, and I think lots of people who are staked for these streams in general as well, right? And I think that yeah, totally. it's totally not necessary for her to divulge if she's getting backed or staked. I think that's mm-hmm. private information that the public viewers just don't have a right to. Yeah. Um, and which she was pretty quick to offer the information. It's not like she tried to withhold it or anything. Right. I just know how this community mm-hmm. goes after people is like, where, who, who's backing you? Like who's yeah. staking you? What are the incentives here? Let's find the conspiracy behind the scenes. Yep. Um, pretty much that's, that's, that would be the MO, but mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Jack for off, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary here. Um, Garrett, see bets the flop. And I think you see about small, right? And she just decides to call. Which again, very consistent. She she floats in a lot of these situations. And I know we got a couple of other hands to look at. Mm-hmm. Actually talk about. And again, nothing weird. No, I, I think it's totally rational as well. So I saw people going nuts when she raised it here, including Garrett. I mean, Garrett brings this up. Like, why would you raise the turn? But I don't know, Brad. I mean, what do you think about the turn raise? I think that... This is pretty consistent with what I know right? about about it's amateur so and recreational players. Yeah, this is blind versus blind, and you have a paired. I mean, it's a connected paired board, but I mean, Garrett has so much air here. Yeah, these boards you know? tend to be pretty overbluffed, and also the raise yeah. size is very consistent. I mean, the the min raise is the most common size to expect from mm-hmm. Robbie here. So, again, I, I don't really see anything out of line. It's just some wacky thing that's happening. I'll just add in a note too. The hand very prior to this one, she had Jack three. Did she? So she had mentioned she was confused and she thought she had Jack three, which was the exact hand she had before this before. one. Now yeah. she does check her hands a lot. And I think we'll see that in a little bit. Sure. But it was clear that afterwards she was confused. She was like, I mean, it was a high pressure situation. So I don't blame her, but. um, Well, you're playing for, you know, what, is eventually going to be close to a three hundred thousand dollar pot, right? So yeah. any yeah. any sort of amateur wreck is going to feel a lot of pressure. Even pros will feel a lot of pressure playing a three hundred thousand dollar pot. Yeah. Um. Sure. So yeah, I guess Garrett is now assessing the situation, mm-hmm. and will eventually stick it in, right? All right. So. Garrett jams it all in, and this is where the internet breaks. I, I think at this point, 99.8% of the people will just fold their jack highs. Yeah. 
not, well, let's call it 99.99999% yeah. of people, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll play the hope. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just, we, we, don't, we don't need to say anything. Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, if you pause it for a second, I think thus far, everything is pretty much in line with her thinking she has a three. She even verbalized three any good here before she called. Yeah. Um, the counterpart, the counter argument is when people said, well, what about when Garrett asked, uh, unless you have, you know, a, a small pair here or something like that, right? Unless you have mm -hmm. fives here. And then she goes, oh, do you give me that much credit? Or small pair like fives. And, you go, and she goes, do you give me that much credit? Now, with that being said, I actually think in her mind, she interpreted that as like fours, fives, six, sevens, eights, as opposed to like jack three. Sure. Which would or, fours, yeah. five, six, sevens, and eights would be a better hand than yeah. her jack three, right? So that, that would still be consistent in, you know, you give me that much credit. So she's saying that she has a worse hand than fours, five, sixes, and sevens, mm -hmm. right? Is how I would interpret it personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, all right. I'm going to start the pot now. And, and I guess I'll share my views a little bit later, but I didn't notice this, but like I, I've always, in terms of like body language, you know, anytime you kind of like scratch a face a little bit, it says something and I don't know exactly what it says here, but I just noticed it now. I don't know what that says. It could just be like, I'm a badass <laughs> or it could just <laughs> yeah. be, yeah, I don't know. My nose Something itches. about when people scratch their face. Yeah. So this is the hand, right? Um, this is the hand in question that sort of starts an avalanche. Uh, oh, yeah. And so now really, I think all that can happen is just um, look at the data points as objectively as possible and see what's happening. So, you know, you, you've kept track of all the comments. You've mm -hmm. listened to Joey Ingram's emergency podcast. Yeah. Uh, I assume you're maybe watched Doug Polk's or the Solve for Why. So those, those just came out a few hours ago. So maybe not. not um, so t tell me about the spiciness in Joey Ingram's emergency podcast last night. Let's catch both me and the, the viewer or listener up. Yeah, sure. Um, so you get a variety of opinions and people chiming in. And right away, Nick calls in. Nick Vitucci calls in and he says there was nothing from first glance. There was nothing that he saw that was, in, you know, incriminating. Mm -hmm. He thought that that's just how Robbie plays. Like Robbie is, and you see like other tweets about people literally saying, oh, they play heads up with her in the past year, or they were in a final table with her, or whatever. They're, I mean, these are people who are not, you know, poker famous like Garrett. These are just people that have played in her in whatever big situation. And they're like, that's how she plays. She's like, really, she, she finds these crazy call downs and, you know, mostly wrong. But <laughs> like, this is what she does. She calls with like Jack High. Like, this is just what it does. And there's several people on Twitter that's already mentioned that. So Nick Vitucci says, this is how she plays. He mentioned that they took up their phones. There shouldn't be any electronic devices on, um, on the poker players' bodies, that he fully trusts his uh, game security, that he doesn't think there's any uh, violations of this. 
Well, he kind of has to say this, right? Like this definitely, is, like, yeah. He, he's definitely um, someone who's invested, has a vested interest in the security of Hustler Casino Live. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if she, like, really, a lot of it hinges on whether she knew she had Jack High or not, in, in my mind. And yep. I think that for Vertucci to say, well, yeah, she, this is how she plays. She just calls with Jack high. That, that to me is not ultra, um, reasonable. Yep. Just because Um, of the nature of this exact situation, right? Like this is like, let's put aside just the, the speculation, the thoughts, the cheating and all of this, and just look at it from like a poker sense. This Mm -hmm. is, this is not a call in any universe right? Like with Jack high that like, if we're trying to justify that, like calling Jack high is reasonable. I think that that part of it is completely unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that, that just, if, if people are saying that she knew she had Jack high, then, then I think there's way more likely some shenanigans going on. Yeah. Because that's yeah. just crazy. <laughs> like that, that's just, it just doesn't make sense ever, you know? Because mm-hmm. I mean, she she mentioned some common points like she doesn't think a nine play. I mean, she she made some really good points. The problem is like Garrett could have Queen Jack or King Jack or King Queen, right? And his bluffs just beat her. Exactly. And his bluffs, like his high cards, are just better than Jack High. Or he could have the Queen High flush draw, the Ace this High is flush meme, draw. This is a meme line coming up, but I've got a blocker, Brad. Yeah, you got a blocker. Got a blocker. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily know that you want a blocker, but. <laughs> Uh, this was her explanation. She says she had as a blocker. Yeah, I, 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 I did hear that. Um, this, this is not a card that you want to have in this situation, by the way. <laughs> you would much rather the Jack of Clubs still be out yeah. there in the wilderness and not in yeah. your hand. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically, the, the, there's two possibilities, right? Like, yeah. there's the one that in some way the game's rigged and she has, you know, omnipotent knowledge of everybody's whole cards and just knows that Jack high is going to be the best hand. Mm-hmm. And so calls all in on the turn. And then the other would be that she misread her hand and called all in with Jack high thinking that she had Jack three, right? Those, those are really the only two possibilities that I can, I can see. Do you disagree with that? Is there any other possibility? Um, mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I think th- those are the two camps that people are debating over. Um, sure. There's other, you know, versions and other conspiracies. You, you mentioned the uh, the uh, security, any potential security hacks, RFID hacks, somebody in the production team signaling mm-hmm. something to her. Um, there was some spice on uh, Joey's show where somebody saw like some sort of device on her. There was, there was a couple of things people mentioned. They said there was a clip where the chair was rocking like... Like, kind of like, imagine my chair doing this. Like, I mean, I'm kind of exaggerating, but, you know, imagine my chair was just rocking. Mm-hmm. And of course, some people are like, well, she's just rocking her legs, but she's not like rocking it. her legs. Her legs are pretty still, but the chair's like vibrating a little bit. I, I don't know how many possibilities there are for a chair to vibrating to vibrate. Um, the other thing that people were speculating was there was some weird uh, rectangular device like imagine one of those old nokia phones back from like the early 2000s yeah there was something like that on her when there shouldn't be and it's not the um could it be a and it's sun, not the mic sunglass pack. sunglass case could it could be, be makeup could be. some sort of makeup bag or totally. something like that 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, Nick Petrucci is like, you know, I'm not going to pat her down. Like, that's just not what we do here, um, which is reasonable. So I don't know if the question was asked to Robbie. I might have missed it. But um, it's a lot of speculation. I, you know, it's it feels like that that whole side of it looks like confirmation bias is like there's an opinion and we're just looking to confirm said opinion through any means necessary right because it that that will never know what that was yeah it's just and, and that's the problem too like I, I think the the logic that people are applying to this case is kind of unfair they're saying there must have been cheating so therefore let me find any piece of the puzzle that fits my the point i'm trying to make and make it just make it true which is really unfair yeah. Right. Well, you've like, come you've come to a conclusion. This is how, you know, conspiracy theorists operate worldwide, right? You've come to a conclusion. Now let's find evidence that fits that conclusion. Like what if it was Phil Ivy who made that call? Then everybody would assume that he misread his hand. Or, or I mean, but but that will certainly give him a little bit. Maybe he's more likely to get the genius. It's like, "Oh my god, Phil Ivy just puts him exactly on <laughs> and seven, eight eight of seven clubs." Of clubs. I mean, there's uh, nobody uh, that can make Duan, this. <laughs> Tom Dwan called two pots with nine high, one huge and one, I don't know, it was like 10% of villain stack and I think a single raised pot. So, this, but, but again, Tom Dwan had like two hands on YouTube where you call with nine high, one for yeah. like a lot of money. You know what I mean? And I think like there are situations where calling with nine high makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. This one is not really one of them. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have no idea what would happen if it were Phil Ivy that did this. My assumption would be that he misread his hand. There's, I feel like we'd be praising him. I Phil would. There, there, we, we just can't praise. Back on the top praise. of the mountain. <laughs> no, you know? no, that would that that would be just so biased, right? Of like, I, I think, I, I think we'd go. This is the greatest hand of all time, like oh, Michael Jordan's man. flu game. <laughs> he called a hundred k. He's getting like. 1.5 to 1. Great, the goat, Phil he, Ivey. Calls yeah. down Garrett with Jack High. I can see it now. If he's if he's you right, know. he's got 46% equity. <laughs> like So if he's wrong, he's got zero. And if he's right... But he's, he's the like, greatest to ever do it. Yeah, he... He was right, and that's all that matters. To be um, fair, there, there are a lot of clips of Phil Ivey misreading hands. Um, yeah. Because he's played so many hands on stream, right? So people yeah. have just done it. Like So it's not like... It's not a thing that's inconceivable that would happen. I have no idea, though, if, if that were the case. It, and, and that's totally fair, too. And, and by the way, like, I, I think it's very less likely that she just called down thinking she had Jack High. I, I really do think she had Jack 3. But even if she did call down with Jack High, it's also very conceivable that she was too prideful and didn't want to admit that she made a bad call. Like... As you can see, you know, if we kept the tape going, Garrett grills her pretty hard. Like at this point, he you could tell in his face, and I mean, the reaction doesn't get any better from his face, but he feels like something is wrong. And then apparently on the uh, the show, we found out a little bit more um, via his tweets as well as her side of the story. Yeah, what you, was discussed in a back room between those those three. Yeah, you want to read those tweets? Yeah, let's take a look at that because I just started picking up Twitter a month ago. And I, I gotta say it's the, uh, I can't believe the stuff is free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, this is better than, better than Apple TV, um, poker um, Twitter. Yeah. And I guess some finger exercise out of it too. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll likely have more to say about what happened on today's stream later on, but a few thoughts. Poker is an extremely complicated, nuanced game. I don't fault anyone who watched the hand and doesn't conceptually understand how it's impossible to call in the turn there, but I'll give a very brief explanation. An explanation Robbie fully understands if you watch her 11 hours of prior footage. Jack four off on 10 to nine threes, very little equity versus the overwhelming majority of my semi bluffing hands, let alone all the made hands, which have her dead ambitious three bet semi bluff all in hands for me, like ace of clubs, uh, X of clubs, or even a hand as weak as queen Jack have Jack four off drawing nearly dead comparing the situation to a wild Jack high river called called on spot where say the board is ace king queen deuce tray have absolutely nothing in common with the situation. Furthermore, I've played and reviewed the stream uh, from two other prior sessions with this player. Not only did she never consider making a call anywhere close to this before, but she instead very often folded bluff catchers to river bets, only calling when her hand was quite strong. Now, all of a sudden, she's playing a 10x stack, stack size compared to before, and... Is calling a huge overshove with no prior, no draw. Oh, no pair, no draw. No pair, no draw. I'm well aware the scariest, easiest way for someone to cheat a live stream is to have a device hidden that simply vibrates to indicate you have the best hand. I'm sure the plan was to min raise the turn and win the hand on the river when I don't improve, but that'll change when I read her for extremely weak on the turn and made an unorthodox play by raising all in. At that point, she would know she still has the best hand if she had such a hidden device and her lack of more in-depth poker knowledge made it so she didn't understand that calling there would always be a dead giveaway. She was cheating. Greed in a 270k pot once she calls correctly may have also played a role in the moment. Another common way of cheating. Uh, Next tweet. Another common way of cheating is someone has the technology to know who will have the best hand at showdown by hacking into the card reader. In the end, there's obviously no way at the moment to know exactly how I was cheated, and it will be extremely difficult to ever get to the bottom of it. Those that think cheating is impossible despite HCL security precautions are misguided. The only thing I am certain of is there is zero chance uh, Husser Casino Live ownerships involved. They are my friends. I trust them completely. And they would never be part of this. I would never play on any stream at all if I thought there was even a very small chance ownership slash production was involved in me being cheated. Simply wouldn't be worth my time or anxiety. After the hand, her body language and word salad explanations on why she called the turn on camera are also extremely suspicious. After giving a couple jabs about how she outplayed me, she immediately becomes very defensive with nervous chatter. Putting it all together, I immediately felt very concerned about foul play. And tweet number four of six. After having a conversation with co-owner Ryan Feldman, he amicably agreed that the three, the three of me, Ryan, and her should have a conversation. Most of that off-camera conversation was more of her going on and on trying to justify the play in a way that came across very incriminating. Ryan then tried explaining to her that it wasn't us she needed to convince as this was about to go viral. I then said, Robbie, this is likely to be viewed by millions of people. Her face clearly melted once I said this, fully realizing for the first time what she had gotten herself into. And then I continued, I think you know now you fucked up. At this point, we're all about to start walking back toward the stage as I didn't know what else to do at that point when she says to me, do you want me to pay you back what you lost in the hand? Knowing A, this was likely the closest I would get to a confession and B, how impossible it is to get refunded in these cheating scandals, Possible being the best example, I took her up on that offer. Ryan neither encouraged nor discouraged her from doing this. To be clear, I never asked for a refund. I never even considered asking as it would be such an obvious admission of guilt on her end. But once she offered, of course, I'm going to accept my money back after being clearly cheated. Another note, she didn't misread her hand. She knew she had jack four. 
She looks back at her hand for several seconds straight before calling. This is in direct conflict with her saying in her interview, I didn't look back at my hand to see that it was Jack 4. And again, reviewing her prior 11 hours of footage, even her calling with a 3 would be incredibly suspicious. In fact, her line on every street was extremely out of character compared to prior hands. After getting the money I lost in the hand back, her friend in the game suspiciously loses his mind at me after being nothing but incredibly cordial in our prior interactions. After several threats from him, I decided to walk away from the situation. Knowing I have zero interest in continuing to play today, I decided to head home. I've been in the public eye for nearly the entirety of my 20 years in poker and my reputation in, reputation, um, in the community it is what it is for good reason. If I thought there was any chance I wasn't being cheated, I would not have accepted the refund. Any chance whatsoever that she chose to repay me the 135k for any reason other than an admission of guilt, I would never ever accept the refund. All right. All right. So a lot of heat. Th- th- those are the six tweets. Um, mm-hmm. Should we go back to the first tweet and then I'll kind of fill in like new information that's been sure, sure, go added for it. To this? Yeah. Okay. So in his second paragraph when he talks about how dead she is and first off the way garrett thinks about this hand and and this is just you know me being devil's advocate um although i I might as well just come out and say i I don't think she cheated and i'll try to present some of the examples that to me made sense first off i've made this mistake before and i think a lot of us make this mistake all the time we think that the way we analyze the hand is the way that someone else analyzed the hand when they can just have the wrong train of thought from the very beginning like you know the way she goes oh i had a um a jack blocker i don't think she meant to say she had a jack blocker oh actually she does say this part she says i have the jack club so i have some back doors that's the reason why she called the flop Mm -hmm. and then on the turn she knows that she's she's just like trying to feel i mean this is what this population, uh, uh, this population of these types of players, this is what they do, right? Brad, you mentioned earlier, like this population likes to min click because there's sure. so much air there. They're just hoping for a fold. Yeah, and maybe they, they make a move on the river, which I think she's capable of making. Sure. Um, and I think like her calling the preflop raise when it's blind versus mm-hmm. blind is, you know, not unreasonable. Yeah. Her calling the flop very small C bet is also not unreasonable and not, not unexpected. Um, I think there's another thing in here that actually is quite important. I don't remember which one it was, but it was the one where he said he made an unorthodox play and jammed because he had a read. I think it was one of the first three tweets in there. Okay. So this is number two. Must be number three. Oh yeah, there it is. It was, it was in the middle there on that last one. Yeah. So. I read her for extremely weak on the turn and made an unorthodox play by racing all in. At that point, she would know she still has the best hand if she had such a hidden device. So one thing about that statement that, and and by the way, all of this is just quite dangerous, right? Like the the Mm -hmm. accusation, this, this whole, this whole, this tweet storm, um, it's going to be especially difficult for both parties moving forward after this. Um, If like the way that physical tells work is that you're not reading what the person has exactly. You're reading their confidence level in the hand that they have. Right. So to say I read her for extremely weak, 
Well, if she knew that she's going to win the hand at showdown and she had the best hand, would she feel she extremely weak, weak yep. right? Mm -hmm. She would be pretty confident about the situation because she would just know, oh, I have the best hand, right? Um, if you look back at like Postle in, in a lot of situations, like he's very confident in, yep. in all the spots, right? Like you, it's easy to be confident when you know the outcome um, of the situation. So I think that actually kind of contradicts itself that I read her for extremely weak. So I jammed and she called knowing that she had the best hand. Those, those two things are really hard to coexist. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good insight. Um, and of course it doesn't rule out the possibility of cheating altogether, but it limits the type of cheating involved. Like she doesn't have a device that tells her every single, you know, information on every single street and potentially in real time, because it, then his comment would be very, very contradictory. Yeah, I, I've, so we talked about this a little beforehand. I've actually been cheated in the way that Garrett said that someone hacked an RFID reader and the players knew who was going to win the hand at showdown. Um, and it happened at a, at a home game like a decade or so ago, fairly traumatic event. They ended up whacking me for like 55K. Um, and I can say that when it happened to me in that situation, I actually had no idea until the next day until I like started putting pieces together and really thinking about it, did I even think there was a possibility of cheating? As a matter of fact, those guys had a game in Alabama and they invited me to come <laughs> and I signed up. I was ready to go. I was like ready to drive four hours to Alabama to play with them some more because from my perspective, it was like, oh, I'm playing with, you know, incredibly high stakes with five of the worst players in the Southeast. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go. I'm going to have a plus six figure night. Right. Um, and what happened when somebody knows that they're going to win is that we played for about four or five hours straight. I was winning 30 K ended up losing 55. Um, I never won a hand at showdown. My hands never went to showdown. Like it, they just, whenever I didn't have it, yeah. they raised me. And like, so there was no evidence for me to get suspicious until after I replayed it in my head where one player at the game who was pretty nitty wouldn't straddle for a quarter in the beginning made the comment like i'm not putting a quarter of my own money in the pot without knowing what my hand is at about three in the morning he moved to the one seat and he's okay straddling to like 500 um which uh, you know yeah. there, there's a lot of these like red flags that i didn't think of at mm. 5 a.m that i thought of the next day and then somebody else that lost um a decent amount prominent in the poker world um, actually came on the podcast and we talked about it privately and um, he's like oh you know they were cheating right and then that was when he told me the exact method that they were using because i i still didn't know i suspected i was 90 percent sure that i got cheated i hate blaming yep. any kind of loss on cheating like i hate like pushing off responsibility for this this terrible night onto something else other than myself mm -hmm. um but yeah it was it was pretty wild getting something confirmed to me that it, I had suspected for close to 10 years. Um, this only happened in the last six months, by the way. But uh, for, for all of that too. Wait, you said the cheating happened six months ago? No, the con confirmation. The cheating oh, happened yep. in like 2014 yeah, yeah. or something. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just took a while for, for me to circle back. Um, yeah. And so that is to say that like when these sort of things happen, 
it's actually quite difficult for the players in question to know because it's so hard if the hands don't go to showdown, right? And, and that's mm-hmm. really, you know, I, I think if one were to be a proper cheater, <laughs> that's how that's how you would cheat. You would not um, raise the turn and then call all in with Jack High when right you call you'd call the turn and then raise the river. Yeah, right. Yeah, you just call the turn and raise the river, right? So um, that that's another like kind of piece of this this puzzle in this situation. Uh, there there are another few hands that happen in this stream that I, I would like to, hey, to Brad, go through. Can we yeah? can we emphasize that again? Because I feel like if people I don't know maybe multitasking, yeah, they probably won't understand what we just said there. Sure. So when Robbie raised the turn. She's trying to take down the pot. And, and sure, let's say there is a possibility of her cheating. That possibility is alive. But if she knew, like, would, would she cheat against a hand as strong as Garrett's and still well, call? Garrett's argument would be that, you know, she's just getting a buzz that tells her she's got the best hand and her right. hand's going to win at showdown, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But even if that's the case, and you know your hand's going to win at showdown, then you just call the turn and then, mm-hmm. you know, make a hero call with the jack jack high on the river when the board double pairs against, yeah. you know, busted. Or raise, which would be. Yeah, or jam, which, which would, would look be. Like even, yeah, mm-hmm. Jamming. Now he just has eight high and he just auto mucks. And everybody's like, wow, she's so well, sick. What a play. Like, yeah, what a play. What a read. Well done, right? I mean, it or looks. Or the path natural. of least resistance. Wouldn't she just find a better hand? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You, like, you would think like a, a decent bluff catcher where villains polarized and you just call three bets and you just win and, and everything looks normal. There was another hand late, much later in the stream where she flopped top set against, um, I'm not going to say his name right, Rusuki, Ryuki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologize for not memorizing how to say his name, but he flops top two. I think he flops bottom two. And I think he goes for check raise line. But whatever the case is, the money is starting to pile in. And she has top set, which is which is a set of queens. She really doesn't have a lot to worry about. The, the, the pot is a queen, jack, two. And I don't know if the flush draw came in until the, the, the turn. But whatever the case is, like that would be a perfect example of if she had the ability to cheat, she would just milk that hand for everything it's worth because now she has a value hand and she, let's just say, quote unquote, knows she's going to win at showdown. Like why, in this example, she raised a thing like 10X and, yeah. you know, he tanks and then he finally just says, okay, I, I, fine, I don't beat anything you win. It's You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the path of least resistance. Like that's the way, you know, I'm not saying, there, there are two other hands where one, Garrett has a boat and she has a jack high flush draw and um do you have it loaded up here yeah yeah so yeah you want me to just get it to the river oh you're way off now i think you oh no this seven is hours in <laughs> um oh shoot uh jay navigating youtube is tough <laughs> <laughs> um we're looking for the uh Jack eight, the yeah, queen that's, four, that's the one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can just go to the turn, actually. Got so it. So she calls the flop after Garrett flops trips, 
and I'll pause it. Mm-hmm. So like she's got a flush draw here and Garrett has a boat. So she's drawing stone dead. Right? And Garrett bets 10k. I mean, is she just torching 10k here? Knowing she's going to lose on the river to set up calling a bet three bet rip later on with Jack High? Yeah, like this is consistent. She's saying, hey, oh, by the way, how similar is the board texture? It's a, it's a, it's a pair board, very connected. Flush draw available. Flush draw available. She has Jack High. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same hand as before. Yeah. Um, but- You're telling me if an Ace of Diamonds pop up, she doesn't go broke here? I mean, there's or, uh, no way to know, right? Yeah. Like, okay. however, she even mentions something on the river about like she throws the time chip in and mentions that she's like close to calling the river here. But mostly, if same speech play, speech play, very consistent. Same, same thing. Um, and you can just go to the, you know, show Garrett's bet on the turn of 10k. Uh, she ends up calling. You can see the chips in front of her. And spoiler alert: she doesn't win this pot <laughs> because she's drawing dead on the turn. Um, Garrett bets big on the river. She gives a speech and folds. Uh, yeah. And then there's another hand with Eric Person where she flop. She has jacks and flops top set. Uh, is this the one? Oh, this one is queen. This is the queen versus oh, jacks here. She flops top set. Queens but. versus jack deuce. Yeah. She yeah. has queens. Uh, the RFID reader didn't read until uh, the turn or something like that. Later on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about two? Like, you know, this is sort of a, another data point mm-hmm. that Garrett's the only one that quit. Like the game didn't break. So Garrett's the only one that left and Phil Ivy keeps playing. Um, he had mentioned, she said so many things and it's worth noting too, by the way, like I wasn't just listening to what she said as much as I was listening to how she said it. And when she talks about poker theories topics, she jumbles her words, but it doesn't mean she's lying. It just means that she's talking about something that she's not an expert in, which a lot of us, that's how we talk. Like when we try to make up logic in a field that we're not great at, we just start sounding crazy. Has anybody ever heard uh, a weak player playing live describe what they were thinking in a pot? I mean, it just I've got a blocker. That's my favorite one. I'll it, never get over that. It just goes all <laughs> over the place, you know, like yeah. it, it just goes from like one place to another as to like yeah. them explaining why they did what they did. And it almost never makes any rational sense. But when she called into Joey Ingram's show, the way she went right at the people that were just criticizing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It was angry. It was defensive, but it was in a like, fuck you, I played the game the right way and you guys are just mad that I fucking won against Gary, who everyone loves. And and, and I love that take from her because, I mean, that was really convincing to me. Like, she did not, she was not scared of the fire. Like, she wanted to be in there. She wanted to justify what happened. She admitted that she wasn't great, but, you know, she was like, look, I played the guy. And she even mentioned it. I was frustrated. He keeps bluffing me, right? And this was the counterpart, the counterpoint to one of his tweets that, was like, uh, she consistently folded. Um, this is a great counterpoint because again, she's not like she's studying his tweets right at whatever, two in the morning. He's saying that, oh, she consistently folds her bluff catchers against me, my, my river bets. Sure. But then her point on the call was like, look, I was tired of him like fucking playing me. So I made the call. At some point you snap, right? I mean, yeah. 
this this is again it this is a thing that happens in in poker where somebody feels like they're getting bullied and eventually yeah. they blat they go off like a rocket um this rocket just happens to be a little bit more spectacular than <laughs> than most rockets um yeah. and yeah i think it this is character assassination right i mean let's mm-hmm. be real here whenever she plays on any live stream again this is going to be talked about in the chat the announcers uh, yep. Will she get invited to any more live streams to play? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, so making such an accusation mm-hmm. very publicly has consequences, right? And, and what if you're not right? I mean, that's another, that's a consequence, right? And I think, um, you know, I guess one thing that I, that needs to be talked about is she gave the money back, right? And, and a lot of people are using that as, Um, an admission of guilt, including Garrett here. And what do you make of that? What sense do you make of her giving the money back? Um, (laughs) I was trying to be fancy and use my, uh, my highlighter mouse, but it won't work with zoom. (laughs) Okay. Garrett's version of the story um, is, he said, to be clear somewhere, to be clear, I never asked for a refund. And mm-hmm. her version of the story was, what can I do to make this right? And her quote from him was, well, you could start with giving me my money back. Very opposite things. And she goes, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to just chop the pot? To which he says, no, I want the whole thing. And uh, this is more just for dramatic effect, but she, I, I I don't know how she does this, but she somehow gives him 125K or 130K. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, no, I want the last 5K. <laughs> like he wanted the whole, th- the whole shebang. And she's like, uh, okay, whatever. I'll just give you another 5K chip. But um, so that was how that part of the story went. Um, Brad, your question was, should we talk about like her, like what do we what, think of what her it giving means, the money back, right? right? Like what, what, what does this mean? Is it an admission of guilt? The initial blood waves is, oh, that is guilt. Why else would she give the money back? But it's not necessarily a mission of guilt, and one can see it the opposite way. She, uh, she doesn't play high stakes for a living. She mentioned, we should definitely get into this part, but she mentioned that she gets staked in a lot of high stakes games. Um, but it was very clear to her, and this is what she explained in the Joey Ingram show, that she didn't want drama, especially with someone as beloved and respected as Garrett. She wants to play on these streams and that she wants to get good at poker and have a, a place for her to play and a space for her to be good at, right? Like all credible things so far. And she's just like, he's not the guy that I, I, need, I need to have drama with. And besides, I'm drama free is what she says. I'm drama free. I don't want to get into beef with someone like Garrett. If I can give him 100K back and this whole thing goes away and he gets happy, which she says, hey, if I give you your money back, can we, can we do a handshake deal? If I give you the money back, can you just come in and play with us? And he goes, okay, I'll come in and play. So they shook on it. Apparently he gave her the money back in full with the extra 5K chip. She and gave they went him back. the money back. She gave him the right. money back. Yeah. Yes. So she gave him the full money back and then he did walk in and then there was some other drama and we could talk about that shortly. But in my opinion, it's not necessarily an admission of guilt. To me, 
it's very feasible that she just didn't want the drama, right? She doesn't seem like a dramatic person. I mean, this is just me going off at a deep end. I started going into her, her socials. Very positive <laughs> vibe girl. Like, yeah. it wasn't like every other post was just her, you know, finding drama. Sure. I didn't, I, I didn't even get the sense that she cared about clout. You know what I mean? Um, or that she was money hungry anyway, or that her photos were, it was like her photos were normal photos with her, her girlfriends or whatever. Um, I, I didn't read the captions or anything like that, but it was just like a quick peruse. I'm like, okay, like she seems like a very positive person and a low vibe drama less person. So everything fits the bill to me. And besides, and I'm not trying to compare it to 100 K, but I think I've seen examples where people give money back. Like I know I'm probably on the way nicer side. But I've given money back because people said they misread their hand. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll give you half of your riverbed back. Like, I've done that before. Um, I've given money back when someone tried to put out, like, three chips, but they put out the, the wrong color. Like, I, I'm never going to take the money back. And I know I'm probably a little bit too nice there. But I've also made those errors. And if someone offered me my money back and it was a very friendly exchange, I'd just be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm sorry about that. I, I won't make that mistake again. Yeah. So. You know, and I'm not trying to compare, like, let's say a couple thousand dollars to 100K, but she also makes a good point. She was like, you guys, I, I know we're talking about the 100K number, but you guys realize, like, every other pot is, like, 100K in this game. Sure. Yeah, like, it's a big you game. Know, she, she was just making a really good point. Like, yeah, I know the 100K sounds like a really big number. I'm not trying to uh, undermine how much money that is. But if I didn't lose to Garrett now, I was probably going to lose to Garrett later. So to me, giving the money back for him not to be upset at me and for me to still be able to play poker here, again, her whole explanation just, it sounds very reasonable to me. And so to me, there, there's, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but there is a, a pretty famous hand that Kevin Hart played a few years back on a stream where he won a pot, he got all in after misreading his hand and his initial reaction was he wanted to give the money back. Like that was just the initial reaction, right? Granted, you know, he recognized that he misread his hand instantly and actually felt real bad about winning the pot despite misreading his hand and then wanted mm -hmm. to give the money back. So, I mean, that to me is not an, not an admission of guilt. It's yeah. also a very intense situation. Um, the, all the he said, she said stuff in the private conversation, there's no way to know how that really went down. So... You know, I'm I'm just gonna discount that. But yeah. I would say her giving the money back is not necessarily indicative that she's right. guilty. I, I mean, maybe a hundred K just doesn't mean a ton to her and she just wants this situation to kind of blow over and not create a giant firestorm. I mean, even Garrett saying like millions of people are going to see that. That's terrifying, right? Because mm -hmm. uh somebody who's the most one of the most respected poker players, live poker players on the planet has publicly accused you of cheating. Yeah. You know, his reputation is sterling and millions of people are going to see it and you're going to look like a villain instantly like that. That to me is a very scary proposition mm -hmm. and it's not hard to see that. Oh God, he's right. Like I just, I want this to go away. I, I don't want this, this firestorm. Um, explain, I mean, we didn't really zoom in on his face, but he grilled her at the table. I mean, he did first. He looked at her for, you know, body, body reads, that kind of thing. Like 
And I think like it took him a few seconds, but he, but then once he realized, like, all right, like I'm pretty sure, like, there, this just this is not a normal hand. Sure. He started, you know, just prying her, and she felt the heat right away. She tried to like. I don't think Garrett's wrong. Out of frustration. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, you're absolutely right, and he did. And I think I think all of his actions are understandable given oh, the situation. Yes. But she mentions that. I mean, my point was she he put so much heat on her at the table. And she was like, imagine what the back room was like, which, yeah. you know, he said here, right? He said, um, you know, he, he mentioned a comment of like, he mentioned, oh, you got, you, you done fucked up and her face melted. And she didn't disagree with that. She was just more saying like, imagine how he was talking to me in the back. You don't think I was like intimidated of him? Face melting typically doesn't occur in amenable conversations between two humans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty big. Let's go to the next point too. He says after getting the money I lost in a handback, her friend in the game suspiciously loses his mind at me. Her friend, uh, I don't know what his poker name was, but um, his name is Rip. Yep. Yeah. The, the gentleman with the cowboy hat. He had played a couple of times in the high stakes games. And his background, I think, was, uh, I think they're both in biotech together, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's very good at what he does, apparently. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he, you know, he has money like that. Clearly, he's playing for hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. Um, most, most people who do. He has action uh, on her. Uh-huh. That brings up a really, really big contention because now he has incentive to cheat with her. But, you know, she was just more saying, like, he doesn't need to cheat. Like, the guy has money, you know? And, um, well, he doesn't need so, to risk his professional reputation cheating, yeah. playing, playing poker high stakes for 100K live, live, when his company, poker. you know, it sounds like, you know, as we all know, if biotech works out, that, that's like a really big endeavor. It's um, not really big financial payoff. Yeah, it's not even like, yeah, there's incentive for him to get mad if he has mm-hmm. a piece of her, right? Yeah. Um, and said piece, who knows, 50K, 20K, 30K, whatever the amount is. But there's also the side that they're friends, and your friend yes. is getting attacked. And generally when a friend is getting attacked, um, especially a female friend, you know, yeah. men, men te- tend to bow up. They, they tend to get upset. I love that you said that because one of the things that he said at the table apparently was, I don't know why Garrett gets to talk to her like that. I will never let another man talk to my wife like that. Yeah. And it's, that that that's accurate right like that yeah. that's true and that that certainly explains his, him going after garrett i mean not it doesn't have to be about the money it could be that yo my friend's getting mistreated and she just won this pot and now she gave the money back and these these other human beings are you know in effect harassing her so yeah i'm not you're not going to have a friendly space at the poker table mhm so anyway so that's the explanation of that. Um, sure. And, you know, Rip just speaks to the camera really brief, brief about it. It's like, she won the hand fair and square. Like, why does she need to give the money back? Um, which and would he was be, just saying, I was just defending my friend. Yeah, which would be the, the, a legitimate reaction, in my opinion. If, you know, you have no idea. It's like, oh, she, like, what, why are we talking about this? She won the pot. So it doesn't matter, right? Like, if you're cheating, you know, Apostle said kind of famously at this point, like, oh, I gave people money back, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was in the Mattisau interview. He's like, oh, I, when people lost, you know, sometimes I gave, gave them the money back. Like, I'm a, I'm a good guy. And mm-hmm. Mattisau, in, in his incoherent state, 
said, well, isn't that something that a cheater would do? <laughs> because you, you know, the money's coming back, right? Like if yeah. you're in this spot, like, yeah, just, I'll give people, give it back for some goodwill, knowing that you just, you, yeah. you're cheating everybody mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and that's really, yeah, I guess I, I don't know that there's a ton else left for me to say. I think at the end of the day, to me, Occam's razor, mm-hmm. she misread her hand. And that's, that's the most logical and obvious conclusion. Um, do you have any thoughts on, um, do you have any thoughts on what's next in this saga? I hope that in a week's time, nobody cares about this anymore because. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You can can hope for that all day long, but. Because Robbie seems fun for the game. She's nice. She mentioned that, you know, four or five of the guys at the table explicitly told her, like, we, you cannot let G-Man keep the money. Like, she was just like, look, even, I mean, four guys at the table even told me that I can't let G-Man take the money. And so. She seems good for the table. She seems really nice and positive and upbeat. And again, if there's proof that she's cheating, then you know all of my thoughts are obviously wrong. But if there isn't real incriminating evidence, then she appears to be good for the table. And I hope that people don't keep you know puni- uh, punishing her for something that she didn't do. On the other hand, I hope that Garrett gets some sort of closure because again, he's he's a great ambassador for the game. He's beloved. People love watching him play and we need a lot of people like him. Yeah. I mean, but he's not immune to being emotionally compromised. And And he's mentioned that he's been cheated before. Sure. Right. And I think there's a very, he's never reacted like this at all. Like everybody praises how um, great he is with tough beats. Right. And he is, He, he generally is. And he handles things really, really well. But this is like a little out of character. Like, I don't think we've ever seen him be this mad at anything. He was shook. Yeah. Right? He, he, yeah. he was, he was shook. As um, he should be. If he, if he, him genuinely think he's cheating. Yeah. Th- this is, this is the response you would expect. I, I wish he didn't tweet though, because he could have, whatever tweet he wanted to write, it, it could have waited a couple of days. But now, we're just going to talk about it more and it's a fun topic to talk about, but it's one of those things. It's like, all right, like what, is there a good outcome out of this? I don't know. Um, apparently one of the, uh, well, one of the, the backstage people says like, they think they found something in the videotape. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it has something to do with that. Why are people the saying end? these things, right? Like, why is this even like, dude, if you found something, just show it. Like, why are like, why you're just like stoking. I think they were trying to get, yeah. You know? They shouldn't have said anything at all. Like they should have just waited until they got the full clearance and then bring it out. And I don't think um, you're you're Nick right. Nick made one more show. Uh, Nick made one more call, like around six in the morning when he was uh, six in the morning Central Time when he was taking his kids to school or something like that. And he had mentioned that um, look, like he's gonna hire an outside firm. They're just gonna make sure. I mean, this is like all like PR damage stuff potentially. Sure. But um, he's like, look, we're gonna hire a PR firm. We're gonna make sure that the processes are correct, and then we're gonna seal any potential security leaks well pr firm would be public relations <laughs> it'd be like a independent security firm Sorry, yeah, um, yeah yeah i would i mean look i don't i don't know that this is in the budget for this hundred thousand dollars but i mean to me you need an unbiased third party 
to investigate mm-hmm. the situation and you know the money should be in escrow right like someone um like phil galfon i know phil galfon's actually friends with garrett in real life um mm-hmm. so maybe that makes him not the ideal candidate but somebody they who's say they will not get involved with the financial part of it because that was something that robbie had um sure. specifically did to us to her uh, specifically offered so they're gonna yeah. stay away from that but i I think moving forward once the dust settles emotions are calmed down as you said i think it's a i don't think it was super wise to have a tweet storm Mm -hmm. unless you know emotions pass things cool down um you're able to look at the situation more objectively and then um then write it if you still feel the way you do then great but in a moment of high emotion, I think only bad things are, are going to happen. Um, and then given a few days space, um, the, the solution to me would be to have someone, an independent person who looks mm-hmm. at everything as objectively as possible, looks at the facts and makes a judgment. And if the judgment goes for Garrett, then he keeps the money. And if the judgment goes for Robbie, then it goes to her. And you know, then let the, all the public relations stuff settle itself after that. But I mean, that's the, that's the fairest thing to do in this situation. Um, I think that just her giving the money back is, is exceptionally unfair because if you misread your hand and you win the pot, you win the pot, you deserve the pot because you want it. Right. And there's nothing illegal. There's nothing wrong about that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, that that to me would be the fairest way to go after this. But um, yeah, to me, to me, and again, it's my subjective opinion based on everything that we know at this moment. Uh, I think the most likely thing is she misread her hand on stream. She even said she, she had a three. Can you beat a three? Um, and then a lot of hands downstream from that, um, you know, she or even upstream from that, right? Like the, the Jack 8, she called the turn drawing dead. Um, she called the turn with top set when the board ran out four flush and she lost. So there's a lot of hands that were played where like, yeah, it's, she lost. I mean, yeah. and again, if, if somebody's so bad at cheating, right. Which is another part of the argument that, uh, they're, they're not really great at poker. They're really bad at cheating. So don't understand relatively how obscene it is to call all in on the turn with Jack high. They just know they have the best hand and they're going to have the best hand on the river. Um, yeah, the, the problem with that, that argument is that, yeah, there were hands where she didn't, you know, she, she just didn't win on the river. Um, so she should have known in those hands as well. So then why this particular moment? Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's really my opinion on this matter. Uh, if you have anything else left to say, I guess now's the time. And if not, we'll go to youtube and hear thoughts from the the listeners and viewers yeah um no final thoughts for me i I, yeah it's it's spicy and fun to talk about in the moment i think it's an unfortunate situation i think that um somehow everybody gets the closure that they need and that i hope that at the end of whatever said investigation that were to occur that they don't find anything that it's simply a matter of great river shove or great turn shove and really bad river call that one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I hope that's all it is. And just a misclick, um, right? I mean, yeah. 
which everything lines up. Everything that was said, everything that happened lines up if she misread her hand because mm-hmm. she said, um, can you beat a three? Yeah. Right? He's like, oh, you got a mid pocket pair. Oh, you give me that much credit thinking I have a three, right? Yeah. And mid pocket bears are better than a three. Um, and then sort of brain being frazzled when she turns her hand over and has Jack high and attempts to like explain it much to, you know, her own detriment. I, I think it, it, like just she's getting grilled in her mind. She even mentioned to Garrett, like, you're really mad at me right now. You're really angry. I mean, you can feel that energy. You can feel that emotion. That's not going to cause somebody to express themselves more coherently at the table. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. But I so, guess we'll find out more. I, I we'll think, find out more. Yeah. Hustler I, I, might come out with another position today. So, or another piece of piece of content. I'd be um, surprised if they uh, put out any other spicy news. This is they, my guess is they, they want to protect the integrity of the stream and they should probably take their time before putting out. Well, they already have put out info. <laughs> they already are, yeah. right? We, we may well, apparently those additional something. evidence or additional interesting things on the uh, on a footage to look at, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll, we'll find out more, I assume. Yeah, we'll see if there's a smoking gun. You know, there was no smoking gun with Possel, and there was lots of hours of footage that people poured through. So it seems very unlikely that's the case. And yeah, it just, uh, it's an unfortunate thing that happens. Um, and, and by the way, I guess one final thing. I, I actually, you know, I don't think that Garrett is attacking her because she's a female. I think he's attacking, he would attack anybody in this situation. Oh, for sure. 100%. Um, the yeah. way that the hand went down. I, I think it's just... She just happens to be a female, um, happens to be to be a woman. Who's that, you know what? The, the pretty cool thing of this whole thing is I have not seen anyone go that direction at all. Like it wasn't a Garrett being mean to a woman type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that, that obviously speaks a lot to Garrett's character. This is just more like. Garrett don't want to be cheated out of 270K pot, right? It's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of money. He doesn't want to be cheated, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. uh Good stuff, man. Great emergency podcast. And we'll see what happens in the next week or so. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. All right, you too. Chasing Bye, you too. <laughs> you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community. Book a coaching session or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.